Coming up on this episode, we begin with a full Thanksgiving breakdown from the best sides to where it ranks among the non-denominational holidays. Then we dive into the week's tech news, including Waymo's first steps towards a self-driving car you can actually ride in, and Keurig's new attempt at replacing your bartender. Stick around, it starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 225, recorded November 26th, 2018. It takes two. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and of course you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by uh, He Ain't No Turkey. It's Colby Rabideau. That is true. I can't make too many other claims, but I, I do I do claim to be, not be a turkey. Nope. Yeah. Um, is the episode named that way because Dan's not here or because of some tech news no, I, I, you know, usually I think this is one, there, there may be only a handful of episodes where it's not titled related to the tech news, but I thought <laughs> there is only two of us this week. And that, that famous uh, song, I guess it was a phrase before the song, but that famous song, It Takes Two, um, who which what that was, the Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock with uh, It rock Takes what? Two. Yeah. Rob Bass? Rob Bass and his partner, DJ Easy Rock. Now was it was it easy like the whole word or was it easy like easy pass? The letter E and the letter Z. Classic. DJ Easy Rock. Hit it. Hey. DJ Easy Woo. Pass would be a cool name. DJ Easy a, Pass. Yeah. Could like, I don't know. I don't. I. I I don't know where to go with that. Will Colby, uh, <laughs> no Dan this week. He'll be back next week. Uh, he's off doing amazing adventures, I'm sure. But we are here to hang out and chit-chat and talk about the week's tech news. Uh, but we didn't have a show last week, which is uh, which actually we've been on a pretty good streak lately about not missing weeks. But we had a good excuse. It was a holiday week. Um, Thanksgiving here in the U.S., quite a big, a big to-do, a big holiday. Um, I would argue, how would you rank the holiday what's the most like the top three by most important holidays in the u.s most important like to me or like to people i would say to to the american society in general i feel like uh i feel like thanksgiving is the biggest non-denominational holiday fair right like uh you know history aside i guess um (laughs) it's like pretty inclusive of most everyone. Like everyone's doing it. Unlike Christmas, not to say that like many people in America are probably doing Christmas in some capacity. Uh, but I feel like Thanksgiving is a good one. And also 4th of July. July. Yeah. Mm. And I think it's a, it's a toss up between Thanksgiving. Is Halloween non-denominational? I would, I would think it is. Yeah, that's true. But, Halloween's not really a holiday. Like, you don't get a day off or anything. And we need to fix that. Call your congressperson. That's true. I need more days off. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think, uh, I think, think Thanksgiving. Though, I guess 4th of July is similar, too, in that you often get two, two days. Or it's, like, often a Thursday or a Tuesday. Yeah. Nothing's worse than a Wednesday, 4th of July, which I think we had this year, didn't we? Or last year? We did recently. I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's miserable. It's not good. You no. can uh, just just ruins the whole thing. 
But so, I, I personally, I think I like Thanksgiving a little better because I like the food. Yeah, I think Thanksgiving is just because you can really do anything on Fourth of July, whereas I think Thanksgiving is a little more kind of like Christmas almost, where it's just a little more reg or Halloween, where it's a little more regimented. Fourth of July, you you can run the spectrum on Fourth of July. Right. Right. Which I suppose is cool, but oh, if you do Fourth of July right, nothing's better. This is turning into an up for debate episode right here, which is which I love. <laughs> um, now uh, we had had a series of days off. Colby, did you do anything exciting over your your Thanksgiving break? Uh, I went to Rhode Island. Well, okay, was, that's pretty damn exciting. It's not. It's just that's where my <laughs> my people from from whence I hail. Uh, it was very cold. Uh, I, or like the day of Thanksgiving was very cold. It was like 10 degrees. Uh, and I tried to swing it where like I dressed for the days around that day and just spent as little time as possible outside on the day. Sure. Uh, which, which was like 80% successful, I think. But uh, I don't know. My my Thanksgiving was good. I ate too much, sure. as as you do. Sure. Um, there was like less leftover turkey than I would have liked, uh, because there was only enough leftovers for like one round of sandwiches after Thanksgiving. Wow! So you guys did is, good. Yeah, it was like an appropriately sized bird. Rare, rare that happens. <laughs> right, right. Well, at least it wasn't undersized because that's a, can't have that. But uh, yeah, it was pretty good. How now, was yours? Now, well, I, I promise we will get to mine, which was very boring. But uh, do you have a favorite Thanksgiving side? Where, where, uh, what do you what do you dive for? For because everyone gets the turkey, but what do you dive for on the table? Well, so I like mashed potatoes a lot. There's almost never like a shortage of mashed potatoes. Oh God, no, which is good. Um, I also like stuffing, which there, there often is a shortage of. Um, so that's, that's something that's another thing. If there's like not leftover stuffing, it really degrades your Thanksgiving post Thanksgiving sandwich experience too. Oh, for sure. You, you turned me onto the Thanksgiving sandwich. Yeah, man. Um, I I uh, received sad news recently. Speaking of Thanksgiving sandwiches, that a bunch of D'Angelo's have closed, and the D'Angelo's that I used to get all my Thanksgiving sandwich, my weekly Thanksgiving sandwich at, um, when I worked in East Cambridge, is is now defunct. I think the entire Papagino's D'Angelo's uh, business is is like going bankrupt, or they're on the outs, or they're having some sort of big financial <sighs> issue. Man, that's a shame. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Papaginos is good though. That's a shame. I, I, yeah, for chain pizza, it's pretty solid. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Um, Colby, we'll have to have you out here, if, folks. If you're ever in the Agawam, Massachusetts area, you got to stop by Main Street Deli. Okay, it is a restaurant and a sandwich place, but they are known for their Pilgrim sandwich, which is essentially a Thanksgiving sandwich. But it's so famous, it's the official Thanksgiving sandwich of the Massachusetts House at the Big E. Eastern States Exposition Fair. Oh. The official Thanksgiving sandwich. Now, and it's pretty tell, good. Me, tell me about this sandwich. Is it like... <laughs> see, the thing I don't like is when, when places have like... 
not that I don't like it. It's fine, but it's not like what I want from a Thanksgiving sandwich, right? Like there was something like this at Candy Deli by Marist where it was like a quote unquote Thanksgiving mm-hmm. sandwich, but really it was like it was like deli turkey with like some like weird cranberry aioli or something, and it like it tasted good, but it wasn't like a Thanksgiving sandwich. The thing that was great about the the D'Angelo sandwich was it was literally like turkey stuffing, cranberry sauce. And then they gave you a little cup of gravy to dip it in. It was really spectacular. Yeah, the 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 Main Street Deli sandwich is great because it's real turkey, including dark meat, which they mix in there, which is mm. delicious. Uh, stuffing, gravy, real cranberry sauce, not anything fancy, but like nice thick, thick cranberry. Um, and then they do it uh, when you get it at the restaurant. When you get it at the fair, they do it on like a sub roll. But when you get it from the restaurant, they do it uh, like a panini and they actually press it. Yeah. Crispy, hot, delicious. It's a great sandwich. <laughs> Sounds amazing. It sure is. Yeah. 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 But in any case, it's it's favorite side is a toss up between uh, potatoes and stuffing. Probably have to give it to stuffing, though, because, like, you only have stuffing on Thanksgiving or, like, maybe Christmas if you have a turkey. Unless you come to my house where there's always a box of stovetop in the cabinet. <laughs> well, no, this is, like, real, real like, deal real, stuff. Real, you know, yeah. I've never tried to make real stuffing, which seems like a, a no-brainer. It's, like, uh, it's kind of a running joke in our family because, like, it's my grandma has her recipe for stuffing, but it's not really a recipe. She just, like, puts things in a bowl. <laughs> And, like, people ask her, like, what's the recipe? And she's like, well, you, like, she can tell you the what's in it, but she can't, like, tell you how much stuff you need. She's like, you just got to, like, when it feels right. And no no one else can do it. Like, a, a great grandmother thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this year, uh, this year at my father's house, we tried uh, Parmesan bacon stuffing. And it was good. I didn't, it wasn't particularly Parmesan-y or bacon-y. Mm-hmm. And I kind of prefer the original stuffing, but it was fine. Everyone there liked it more than I did, so there must have been something about it, but I would have never thought to do it Interesting. in that manner. The uh, the other weird thing we do is we put bacon on top of the turkey. Oh, there you go. Uh, allegedly, it's like it's like self-basting, so you don't have to like spoon the juices over it or anything. It just like you get all the bacon juices in the turkey unclear if it actually does anything but you get to eat like bacon off the turkey when it's done so well it comes from a long line of uh, foods you wrap bacon around where you can do with all kinds of meats all i've done it with all kinds of vegetables there's almost nothing you yeah there's almost nothing you can't wrap bacon around and make it better so i could i could definitely see that fact yeah 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 uh, no, my Thanksgiving was uh, relatively uneventful. Uh, I, 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 I was Snapchatting around where I, we, I played some family games with my brother and sister, which is rare. And I played my first ever Settlers of Catan game, Catan. which, uh, which everyone talks about. And believe it, so my sister is a self-proclaimed expert. She actually, uh, she's a, uh, what does she teach? Sixth grade. And she started an after-school board game club at her school. That's how into these games she is. She teaches the kids how to play them. Um, and so she's like a settler's expert. 
She, oh, mm. she's the best. Oh, my God. You guys, look, there's no way you're going to beat me, so just learn how to play the game. Me and my brother, we'd never played. I smoked her ass. Oh, my God. No <laughs> shot. I crushed her. I cr- she was like, she's like, I got to run and tell my husband. He's never going to believe this, um, that I just I just destroyed her. So it was it was a great moment. That's cool. What do you think? Would you play? Would you play again? You know, I just I've never found one of those like adult strategy games to ever be fun. I just that's mm-hmm. not the kind of if I have to think harder about that. We played a game and I don't know if you've heard of this one called Viticulture. Which, oh, I have. Yeah. Where you make I've never wine. played that one. Holy mm-hmm. shit. I think launching the space shuttle is easier than playing this game. It had like 18 phases and you had uh-huh. to like. I swear, I literally, it's easier to own a literal winery than it is to play this game <laughs> about making wine. It was, I'm like, how, and she's like, oh, my sixth graders, they play it, no problem. They love it. And I'm like, well, they're smarter than I am because this is not enjoyable. Like, I want Twister and, like, Connect Four, and I want simple games. Mm. I can't handle yeah. it. I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big fan of complicated games, uh, but there is a certain, like, some games do it better than others where it's like the mechanics of it are such that like it doesn't take an infinitely long time. Um, it's like, like, uh, I don't know. Like some games do a better job where it's like you do one thing on your turn every turn. Right. And like, there are lots of things you can do and lots of rules maybe, but you only have to make one decision every turn. Right. Uh, as opposed to, I don't know. It sounds like that that one is is more more involved. Well, it's like there there's like there's purple cards and green cards and red cards, and then there's like eighteen different spaces you can put your token on, and the, but then you have to move it each round, and then there's like four rounds where everybody, and then it rotates each, and it's like designed to be frustrating. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I'll sounds stick, fun. Stick with the classics, but anyway. So that was a new adventure, <laughs> to say the least nice yeah sounds like a solid thanks what's your favorite side um you know i would probably say stuffing i will say i think the weakest side and i'm gonna get some flack for this is cranberry i think cranberry is the weakest side because i feel like no one ever actually eats the cranberry it's always there and no one ever eats it um i don't know i eat it i like I like both kinds of cranberry sauce, like the gelatinous canned cranberry sauce. The one in the shape of the can, yeah. Right, right. Um, And also the uh, more artisanal cranberry sauce. Um, We're lucky enough that, like, my aunt likes real cranberry sauce, so she makes it every year. Well, there you go. That can make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it is, like... I feel like you don't need a lot. You only only need like a little bit. Like, I don't know. That's fair. I mostly like it on the sandwiches, to be honest. There you go. Oh, that's, and I'm totally with you on that. And I like cranberry stuff in general, but I feel like at Thanksgiving, there's so much other stuff. Like, I feel like the last, I feel like that cranberry sauce and rolls. I feel like they're, they're, while they're fine on their own, do you really need them? No. What are they You definitely don't. You know? Right. Right. You don't definitely don't need the rolls. What's your favorite dessert, though? That's the question. Oh, boy. The thing about desserts, though, is I feel like a lot of people just have, like, their family's dessert more so than, like, everyone has turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing. Um, you know, I don't... I'm really not a picky dessert guy. I really will eat just about... just about anything that'll be 
put out there, and I tend to go to Thanksgivings where there are a lot of different options. I think I think this year at the Thanksgiving with my father and his significant other and her family and, and our family, I think there were about 10 people there, and I think we had about six or seven desserts. So the ratio was really great. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't really think I have a single favorite, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I go for, I like the especially in the fall winter like the apple things oh, whether sure. it's apple pie or apple crumble yeah uh, i'm guaranteed to have some of that and i will i will uh sample other things as i have have room slash desire for we did uh we did at the office last well before thanksgiving we were doing a little project thing and 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 we were surveying people about their favorite thanksgiving dessert and i was blown away at how many people said they're Far and away favorite, chocolate cream pie. I I was, and it's not like they coordinated with each other. This was just like, they're like, oh yeah, me too. I love it too. And I'm like, chocolate cream pie? That's a weak dessert. It really is. Like there's, maybe, I don't know, maybe people, like it tastes good. It's chocolate pudding and whipped cream. But it's, like it, but it's not like crust. it's not like you had a beloved childhood recipe of ch- yeah, chocolate cream pie. Right. It just it is what it is. chocolate cream pie is the same. It's like the Jello pudding in a a, a graham cracker crust or something. Yeah, a little, little cool whip dolloped on top. That's, it's I've I I've I've, I've I've heard that before. I don't I don't buy it. I don't buy it. No. Nope. Like, have you never tasted other food like not <laughs> Jello food? <laughs> Jello is fine. It tastes good. Yeah, but, but it can't. Your favorite? Nah, you gotta try new things. <laughs> Live a little. Get out there. Um. Well, good. Well, I'm glad we had a nice holiday. Um. Maybe if Dan has any exciting stories, we'll hear about him next week when he's back. Um. Fun. But let's uh let's go ahead and dig into the tech news a little bit this week. Why why the people really showed up while you're deciding what we're gonna start with, Colby. I'm going to thank everybody who's joining us live right now on the internet, uh, twitch.tv slash don't panic show and facebook.com slash don't panic show. We're live Monday nights about uh, 10, 15 Eastern, give or take. Uh, you can check us out there. Best way, uh, follow, like, subscribe. I don't know what you do on those pages, but whatever it is, do that. You get alerted when we go live. And if you are watching live, thank you. We appreciate it. You can comment on Twitch or on Facebook. We're watching those comments. We might mention it on the show. Colby, where are we going to start? Not a lot of news because of the holiday um we basically missed like a whole week of announcements of stuff so mm. it's a little light but we do have some 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 news all right sean <laughs> yeah or we can keep talking about thanksgiving no no it's okay i'm done <laughs> um <laughs> are you ready next month are you ready to t- to ride in a self-driving car oh boy Colby, I've never been more terrified of anything in my life than this next story, our first story. Waymo, uh, you may have heard of them. Uh, Google's, does Google, Google owns them, but they're not, they're a subsidiary of Alphabet Inc. Alphabet, oh, yeah, right. Corporate structures, man. Um, Waymo is the self-driving car part of Google, uh, and uh, this is a rumor. They haven't announced it yet. They will announce it at some point, as you mentioned, next month, that they are launching the world's first commercial driverless car service um, under a uh, brand new name, a brand new brand. It won't be Waymo. It'll be named something else and compete directly with Uber and Lyft. Uh, they're keeping the name a closely guarded secret. Um, 
But according to this, uh, the first wave of consumers will likely draw from Waymo's Early Rider Program, which is a test group of about 400 volunteer families who've been riding in Waymo's for more than a year. Uh, the customers who move to the new service will be released from their non-disclosure agreements so they can talk about their experiences. Um, mostly this will likely happen in the Phoenix area where Waymo's uh, tested a lot of their cars, although they're in a few other places around the country. Um, uh, now, apparently, again, this is we'll know more once it starts in December. There will be backup drivers in some cars to help ease customers into the service. Probably the first couple times you ride, you'll get a car with a person. Um, but some volunteers um, will... Um, will get cars without drivers, and then some of the early rider program participants will uh, not switch to the new commercial program, and they'll continue to test new features with uh, that same audience. So hmm. it's probably not coming to a city near you anytime soon, um, but it uh, but it will be available. And this is in Phoenix, it says? So, you know, again, because this isn't official, but, you know, the vast majority of Waymo's cars have been tested in the greater Phoenix area. They are testing in a few other select cities, but I would bet they'd probably start in Phoenix, an area they've mapped out well and feel comfortable with. Yeah. I feel like as far as roads go too, like Phoenix roads are probably, uh, having been there, they're very wide and regular. Yep. Yellow pedestrians and sort of, uh, straightforward yeah. also probably mild weather too makes sense makes sense yep yep so <laughs> very cool i wonder i have family in the phoenix area i wonder i can only hope that they're a part of this uh maybe i'll maybe i'll have to reach out to them once the uh yeah, get a first-hand account. I, I, I don't know how you get into this uh, early rider program, if you can apply for it or uh, or what. Mm, indeed. But Things are happening. Oh, you can. You can just go on their website and apply. I'm going oh, to put in my zip code, but there's no way they're going to accept it. Is it on Waymo? Yeah, Waymo.com. Oh, they were testing in Boston, weren't they? I don't know. Maybe I thought the, the, one I of thought the car Lyft, companies did. Lyft was Lyft is te uh, Lyft tests in Boston. Gotcha. Because there are in the seaport area, there are signs around that say autonomous vehicle testing area. <laughs> Run for your lives. Yeah. Right. Run. What are you waiting for? They're coming. Yeah. Um. I don't know, Colby. If you if you lived in Phoenix, would you would you ride in in a in a Waymo car without? without a backup driver just you and you in the back seat of the self-driving car yes oh you you're crazy get out of I town i would do it i would do it i don't i would not ride in the back of an uber self-driving car <laughs> oh so there's like kind of a little trust that you trust the waymo folks yes yeah. yeah uh i uh yeah i trust the the i don't know maybe i shouldn't but uh yeah, that's how I feel. I would do it at least one time. I don't know if I would consistently do it. I I guess I'd decide based on the experience. I think it would be... I would definitely, for like rides five or ten minutes down slow residential roads, I would probably... If it was like, oh, get on the highway and drive for 30 minutes or something, I you know. Although I, maybe that's safer. Because right the now highway. there's kind of like autopilot type systems you can use on highways. So it might be actually safer mm. versus all the kind of stops and starts and crosswalks. And I think 
looking at this, I think I would want to do like slower roads because even if something goes wrong, like if you crash all out going 30 miles an hour, true, you're going to be okay. But like if you crash going 75 on the highway, like you might not be okay. Uh, that would, that would, I mean, I guess like something could go like real wrong. Right. And, and then, then you probably screwed either way, but, uh, yeah, I would but, totally try it. But a hell of a way to go out. Yep. Here Worth lies Colby Rabideau. A pioneer. Yes. Like the Wright brothers. <laughs> he, he died crossing boundaries. Man was not meant to cross a minivan with no driver. Yes. Man, that's so weird. I can't believe this is happening. It, 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 yeah. I mean, but this is the way to do it. You know, I mean, we talked about previously on the show, Uber obviously had that kind of famous incident uh, with that, that poor woman who got hit by the, uh, the Uber car, but there was a lot of talk about is Uber pushing too fast? Are they moving too quickly? Um, And I think, you know, not that I'm an expert on, on Waymo's practices, but certainly you want to do it one small step at a time. Waymo, according to this article from Bloomberg, um, has uh, way more miles uh, in testing than a lot of the other self-driving car companies. So Yeah. Well, I feel like they've been doing it for so much longer. True. Like, they were doing it when it was like, Google was doing this when it was like a, a ridiculous idea. And only only in recent, you know, the last few years have has everybody else jumped on board with it as being like seeming plausible. Well, there's a, a uh, I was reading today. It's not in the rundown, but there was a a they don't call it, there, there's a law going through the EU that they might pass that would mandate uh, car companies and specifically self-driving car companies to uh, share maps with each other. Because right now they're all kind of separately mapping, and they're saying for public safety, these maps shouldn't be proprietary, especially for something like a self-driving car. The more data, the better, uh, and yeah. that they should be sharing what they have with each other. That's a pretty good idea. I I'm sure that'll never happen here, but like, <laughs> I I I feel like that's that's very reasonable. I'm sure there are lots of things like that too. Like, I don't know, like, like airplane stuff. Well, I mean, airplane stuff, you have like the FAA that's like dealing with those things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just, you know, it's kind of like how, well, it's anything that's standardized and inter- interoperable with each other. I mean, you want the cars to be able to talk and understand with each other. There's got to be kind of a minimum amount. <laughs> right. You, know, you don't want them crashing into each other. Well, it's like if each plane manufacturer had a different radio frequency. You're like, that's <laughs> that seems like a bad idea. Right. Call me Can't crazy. talk to each other. No, why would you want to do that? Well, that's interesting. I was also thinking, like, I wonder what the, like... What sorts of scams and stuff will happen with with self-driving cars? Like, could there be scams? I don't know. Like, what if you just got in a self-driving car and there was another person in there? Be weird. Yeah, you could definitely do some damage. For sure. Yeah. I, I would get a car, but I'd rig it up to like a remote control and then <laughs> and have it pretend it's a self-driving car and then just like yeah. start doing crazy stunts and tricks with it with the person in the car. Mm-hmm. You could sit, you could be in the trunk or something. Yep. Just pop out like, hi, ah, you're on candid camera. Yeah. 
Yeah, that sounds very plausible. Something's gonna happen. And probably not that much work. <laughs> Seems pretty simple. All I need is a minivan and an engineering degree. It'll be like that happened in a James Bond movie. He like controlled his car from his oh, cell God. phone. Oh god, yeah, that was one of the Pierce Brosnan ones. That was awful. Yeah. 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 Awful. Well, <laughs> it was really a ri- a ridiculous time. Not as bad as the invisible car. <laughs> that was That's a bad fair. era. Um, yeah. Zach in the Twitch chat, um, also probably easier to get into the wrong self-driving car as well. At that point, you don't have an Uber driver letting you know you're the wrong guy. You could be halfway to, to the wrong destination if you're not careful. That's true. Uh, I, I've noticed this recently with Lyft. They have like these lights that they every all the Lyft drivers have on their dashboard and it changes color yeah. and it'll show you in the app what color your driver's lights in I th- light is i thought that was that was pretty clever yeah that's a nice addition that's smart hmm. i didn't understand what was happening the first time <laughs> because like, this car there was a rave these... what's going on here <laughs> well i'm more i was more confused about what was happening in the app like i was like what is this little beacon shining off of uh, am i supposed to hold it up i'm over here yeah <laughs> yeah but maybe maybe that's that's what you can pick like you can pick your tunes or something and you'll know uh, you'll know which car is yours based on like what playlist is playing. What horrible music is coming out of the speakers? Yeah, that's such a good idea. Like you know how like football players and baseball players like when when baseball players get up to bat they have their song that plays or something. Yeah, just like that when you get in the car you get your have your like welcome song you you can rock out. What 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 would be your welcome song? It's, it's got to be. I, I I would need some kind of like, like uh, you're the you're the best around. You're the best around, or something mm. kind of like in Eye of the Tiger, or something kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of really, <laughs> really. I wouldn't want it to be. Uh, maybe I would go more relaxing if it. You know, I wouldn't want to be pumped up for my self-driving car oh, ride. You like I don't want mild. it to be exciting. Yeah, I want it to be like. I don't know. I don't have a good idea. <laughs> no, I uh, look, I'm I'm probably going to go with uh the the uh Boston Red Sox great Xander Bogarts his walkout song which is X going to give it to you uh by D- <laughs> X going to give it to you. Going give it. You know, it's like who is this guy? He's very lame. <laughs> Xander Bogarts. Oh, cuz his name starts with an X. That's good. Bam. It's like the song was made for him. Yeah, and X does go and give it to them. Yeah. No Are there any that. famous shons, famous songs about Sean's? Famous songs? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my karaoke name. Next up, Sean's? <laughs> With a Z. With a Z. Yep. Got to trademark that. Uh, alrighty. Well, that's uh, self-driving cars. Let's keep moving along here. Uh, should we talk about the Robo cocktail maker? We definitely can. In a, in the long line of Keurig coming out with crazy machines, nobody. Do you remember the Keurig Cold with a K, where you could make <laughs> no. Coca Cola at home? You don't remember this? Oh God, I don't. I we might have talked about it on a show, but this was years ago, where they came out with a machine and it was out for I think about six months, and they shut the whole thing down. Where uh, you would get little K cup packs of like Coca Cola syrup. And it was like a soda stream with the carbonation uh-huh. and the cold, and you could make cups of glasses of Coke at home. They were more expensive and less convenient than just a can of Coke. 
Never made any sense. <laughs> they shut that down. Keurig is back with a brand new machine. They're partnering with the fine folks at Anheuser-Busch uh, on a new joint venture called Drinkworks and a new product called Drinkworks Home Bar by Keurig. Uh, it looks like a Keurig. Takes a single pod and uh, turns them into cocktails, alcohol and all. Uh, it, the machine costs $2.99. Each cocktail pod costs $3.99 or $15.99 for four. There will be 15 cocktails available at launch, including a Moscow Mule, Margarita, Mojito, and Long Island Iced Tea. The pods each have a unique barcode on them that the machine will scan to determine the appropriate temperature and carbonation. Moscow Mule, for example, takes about 50 seconds, while a margarita takes about 25 seconds. Um, drinks can be made in three sizes, 3.9 ounces, 6.5 ounces, and 8.1 ounces. Users will have to fill the machine with water and also purchase a CO2 tank in order to make it work. Um, the CO2 tank can make anywhere from 15 to 18 drinks. Um, if you're excited to purchase this, uh, I hope you live in St. Louis, Missouri, because that's the only place you can buy it. Don't ask me why. It uh, Oh, because St. Louis, that's where Anheuser-Busch is from finally put that together they'll be available to pre-order online through the drinkworks website or at select physical retailers in the greater st louis area on november 19th now the machine can also brew beer colby get excited as well and we'll launch with beck's pods and bass pods as well as cider from stella artois that's the thing i'm most confused about like how can you take a pod and turn it into beer i thought that takes time I'd like to imagine you just yelling at the machine. That was too fast. That was too slow down. It's just not possible. It's got to be some kind of concentrate. Yeah, like what do they take the beer and like freeze dry it or something? Like it, 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 it must be. I mean, the fact that they're launching with Beck's and Bass brand beer tells me it can't be that. If if it were making good beer, they'd have Budweiser in it. So mm. not that Budweiser's great, but certainly. Certainly a flagship yeah. product. This is this is some like space age shit. This is great. <laughs> We're only like three steps away from that machine. You just tell it what you want. It makes any food, and I I love right. it. Right, that'd be cool. Um, it seems pretty annoying that you have to get pods and a CO two machine, and I mean, I guess not. There's no other and, but. Uh, I wonder. I wonder if this suffers from the the regular Keurig problem, where you never know how much liquid is going to come out of the of the machine. <laughs> so, like, you always have to go conservative, unless it's a machine that you're familiar with. But like, if you encounter a Keurig in the wild, like, you can't press the big button, even if you think your cup is big enough, because if it overflows, you're going to be embarrassed. Um, I don't know. That would be weird. I'm like, I want to try it. I'm just, I'm like very curious, <laughs> but I, mean, I hate it. I hate it. It's so dumb. There's no reason why this shouldn't work, right? Because I mean, I mean, well, you think about what goes into a cocktail, especially these types of cocktails. I mean, it is, it is just ingredients and water and carbonation I mean, it's not like they're making really fancy. I mean, it's a margarita. Like, I don't, right. you know, right. you can I'm go sure to. It's using, you know, it's using like some sort of concentrate, like, yeah, you know, citric acid, sour mix thing um, and not like real lime juice or, or anything like that. But I'm, I'm, I'm really, truly curious. Yeah, this uh, this Verge article says that the Drinkworks Margarita uh, tasted similar to a Bud Light Limerita. So that mm. should give you a good indication of 
<laughs> where they're coming for. <laughs> but, but I do think this, I, to me, this makes absolutely zero sense for you to own in your, no one should have this in their home. This is, there's no way this makes sense at home. The only place this makes sense is like a Keurig where it's in a semi-public place. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, oh, there's a long line at the bar and I want to drink now. You just put in the pot and you get a drink or it's in like an office. Maybe shouldn't be in an office, but maybe in a, <laughs> like a dentist's office. I don't know. But like a shared space where, where people want to just make one drink at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... Um... Did you say a dentist's office? Yeah, I mean, they have fun. <laughs> Why not? You know, a funeral home? I don't know. There's so many places you could put one of these things. <laughs> right next to your Keurig. Keurig oh, in the morning, no. drink works in the afternoon and evening. Yeah. It would be really cool if it was like a, a combo, right? Because then, then it's like, then it is more cheap. Like, you could have a Keurig in your home, but like, you know, nobody has counter space for a Keurig and, and a cocktail machine. Could you imagine first thing in the morning you're half asleep and you stumble around and you accidentally put the margarita pot in and you and you and you just grab your mug and run to work and you go, oh, no, a margarita. <laughs> uh, that would be a terrible way to start the day. Yeah, terrible. The worst Wink. part of waking up. Wink. Yeah, real bad. Real disaster. Uh, Zach, who's on fire tonight in the Twitch chat, mentioned uh, seems like a great addition to the company beer garden. I could imagine this in like a shared workspace type thing that. This would yeah. be a big hit. The the so Humspot where Zach works, um, they have this thing called the T Bot, which is a, a giant like machine filled with loose leaf tea that like brews you a cup of tea on demand. Damn, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean you could put it right next to that. Yeah, get their little drink works machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're okay. not so so you're curious, Colby, but you're not ready to buy one. Is what I'm hearing. Honestly, like if one were available to me, I would buy one just <laughs> just just out of sheer curiosity. If we have any if these are still on sale next year and I go to Strange Loop again, I will get one in St. Louis and ship it back to myself. If we have any fans in the greater St. Louis area, <laughs> reach out, don't panic show at gmail.com yep. and hook Colby up with a with a drink works. Yes. But I again, will pay for it. I would be also very afraid of this because when you think about the um, the cured cold machine, which I'm looking up here, how long was it around? Um, let's see, it went lasted literally five months in 2016, and they discontinued it. Um, it's not enough months. And so that would be my fear of a. And actually, that's true because um, Keurig stopped doing another another. Um, what was it didn't really have a name but the version of their brewer that brewed bigger sizes and they don't even make that anymore they try a lot of stuff and discontinue it i'd be so afraid that i'd buy this machine and then like three months later oh you can't get the pods anymore we don't make them anymore that'd be quite sad and then you uh, you'd only be able to make carbonated water which i guess is somewhat useful <laughs> it's like a really expensive soda stream yeah yeah exactly Maybe you can make carbonated coffee. <laughs> certainly try. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, if anyone out there has access to a drink works, try it. Let us know how it goes. Hook Colby up. If anyone from Keurig is watching, we're, we are a press outlet, so we're happy to do a, an, an official review. I'll test it out. Right. You know. Uh, yeah. We we could. I don't know. I would do a live on the show. Yeah. Live demo. 
I think, hey, look, I think Dan and I would come out to your house and we'd do it in person. We'd have a drink works party. We're easily bought. I cannot stress that enough. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's true. It's We're for true. sale. Um, and yet nobody wants us. Um, all right. We got time for another story here, Colby. Uh, what's the most futuristic story left on the list? Mm, we kind of did the two most futuristic stories already. Dude. So that was... <laughs> Everything else is like kind of mild. Dis discless Xboxes. Yeah, yeah. This is a quickie. Um, we talked on the show. Uh, uh, Microsoft's working on a bunch of crazy stuff. We talked about the Scarlet devices uh, a couple months back on the show, streaming only uh, Xboxes. That's not what this is. Supposedly, there's a rumor that in 2019 the company might uh, Microsoft might release a discless console. Um, and you're saying to yourself, but I have all these discs. What am I going to do with them? Uh, they don't just make great coasters. You'll be able to use a disc to digital program that turns your physical games into digital downloads. You take your disc to a participating retailer like the Microsoft store and trade in your disc for a digital download. The reason they would take out the disc drive is to lower the price point. Uh, currently the cheapest Xbox is around $299 and theoretically by taking out the disk drive and a few other components, they can drop that price by as much as $100 down to $200, which is a huge gain for them. What? Um, again, on a device where they don't really make money on the device um, and um, where they make it on the games. So by lowering that entry price, they're going to sell more games. It's a little more valuable for them. Um, uh, there's also a supposedly going to be an Xbox One SQ also in 2019 that focuses on cost reduction but does feature a disk drive. Um, so uh, according to this, there'll be quite a range of Xbox products um, from, from the cheap to the low once you get kind of that bare-bones streaming-only device, no disk, disk, but kind of less power all the way up to that kind of 4K high-end um, disk-filled uh, Xbox. Mm-hmm. This would be cool. I think it's cool. The 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 disc list, the no disc games future is great. Like I've been living that life since I got a PS4 mm -hmm. in 2013 or whatever. Um, it's awesome. If it's I, I I'm sort of blown away that it would save that much money. But but like, good for them. And it, especially like. You know, it's inter inter it'd be interesting to see if if Sony did the same thing. But having like if they a hundred dollar price drop on on the next generation of consoles would be like a big deal. That's a third of like the current that, price, right? And I feel like that was uh, thinking way back to when like the PS. PS3 and the Xbox 360 were were the consoles like Oh sure. The Xbox 360 was always was like way cheaper. It was like $300 to, oh. to PS3's like $500. PS4 or was outrageous. Right. And like I don't know. I mean, it'd be tougher for me to switch now because uh I have all this this games library in in the PlayStation mm -hmm. uh, for better or worse which presumably will work forever which was not a thing that you know it wasn't a thing before where it's like my games weren't going to work one way or the other um when I upgraded uh though I guess that's not true anymore on the Xbox I don't know but uh I don't know that'd be really cool 
Yeah, I mean, I I just think it's absolutely fascinating that if you remember back in 2013 when they, which also, by the way, if you can believe, 2013 was when they announced the Xbox One five years ago. Um, but uh, that one of the main focuses of the launch was that it was going to be an internet-connected device um, that theoretically you wouldn't buy games for, a disc for anymore. Even though it had a disc mm-hmm. drive, that was more for watching Blu-rays um, more so that they, it was a different uh, licensing scheme um, that the games were bound to your Xbox Live account and you could share games with people. Remember, they had this whole setup and, and your device had to be connected to the internet and people freaked out. People said, absolutely not. We want our physical discs. We want our games. And it only took five years for people to say, we don't want our discs anymore. Take them back. <laughs> Get it out of here. Um, and they ended up completely, uh, completely dumping that model back then. So... I think it's. I don't think it's surprising at all. I think it's heading that way, especially when you look at um, Xbox Game Pass. As far as I can tell, it's been a pretty pretty big success for them in terms of the uh, subscription model. And so, um, you know, if they can get enough power out of a streaming only device to make uh, to make really good games, you don't need this for. I think it. I think it makes sense, and there'll always be a. I think some sort of physical version. Um, for kind of 4k high end although i'm surprised they haven't moved to flash store i'm surprised they haven't moved to like a like a nintendo switch type um card yeah. uh I'm, I'm surprised they still use disc maybe there's some good reason for that cost i maybe i would think but you can yeah, fit a lot more just on cheap to make maybe or something what's the maximum know. blu-ray size it must be big now because games are huge like 40 50 gigs of game dual layer discs are 50 gigabytes so that um yeah so you can definitely do a lot more with flash should you need it but um mm-hmm. oh man they make triple layer up to 100 gigabytes triple layer that's crazy um but anyway so look out for that someone looking at see now that appeals to someone like me who's not a big video. my brother was on me over Thanksgiving, Sean, you gotta get an Xbox. We will play Xbox. You gotta get an Xbox. I said, I, I own a bunch of games on Steam. I never play. I just don't play video <laughs> games that much. I'm not gonna spend all this money on a device I'm gonna use sparingly. I think you should get a Switch. I asked for a Switch for Christmas. Oh, have you been? Good I don't this know year? if it's gonna happen. Are you, are I don't, you on Santa's good list? Hard to say. I asked for other things that I <laughs> that I'm that I'm like more excited about, but like I would be pretty, pretty happy if I got a switch. That's the switch is one of those things. I, I don't think I'm, I'm not sure what they could do that would make me take it upon myself to get one. But if it were a gift, Oh, you, then you'd have to take it. You'd have to play it. Oh, you wouldn't have a choice. Right. Oh, so much Mario. Party. A terrible fate. Um, I, you know, I, I do like the form factor switch better, but what would I play on it? Mm. I don't like I, video games. Right. That's, that's I want that's to probably, like video right. games. <laughs> Damn it. I just don't. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a little bit of a chicken and an egg problem, right? Like you want to like video games, but you don't, but you also don't play video games. So I feel like if I had started well, like, what what age were you when you started playing video games, would you say? I don't know. Like, I mean, I played, like, stupid Windows 95 games on. Sure. Sure. But, like, but like a hand in a controller video games. Well, I never had consoles when I was when I was younger. Like, the, the Xbox 360 I got in college was my first, like, console. Mm. Uh, 
so I played video games like at friends' houses, and I also played like PC games sometimes. Um, but I guess that was pretty young. But it was like a thing I was introduced to by like other people. Mm. Uh, it wasn't something like my parents got for me. It was like something I played other places and was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, I never, I've never owned a console ever in my whole life. So that, that probably, this is why I get your kids playing video games early so they don't turn out lame losers like me. <laughs> lame. It's a good, that my coworkers ask me, Sean, what do you know about Fortnite? I'm like, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> what's a, what's a Fortnite? <laughs> Two weeks. Two weeks, 20 days. How long is a fortnight? A fortnight? I don't know. It'll probably take us that long to, to guess the correct answer. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. I feel like we, we've talked about this on the show before, too. What is a fortnight? It's a period of two weeks. I was right. There you go. There you go. That's bi-monthly. Or semi-monthly. I guess both would be correct. No, bi-monthly, or is that every two months? I think semi-monthly. Mm, now I'm confused. Oh. What if semi-monthly is every two months? No, semi is a piece of. So I know semi is right. I feel confident okay. in that. But bi always screws me up because I want to say like, oh, we meet twice a week. We, we meet bi-weekly. But does that mean every mm. other week? Man, this is too hard. This is above our pay grade. Let, let's just Colby, we just got to power through to picks. Let's just let's just go just just shut it down. We're gonna go right to picks, the part of the show where we each bring something yeah. we want to share with the world. We have two very different picks here tonight. Um, very different, which uh, should be fun. Colby, I did some Black Friday shopping this past oh, week. Really? Uh, I will say, not a great Black Friday for deals in general. Mm. I'm, I'm a pretty big Black Friday fan, um, a deals watcher. I usually don't buy that much. I just find deals interesting. And um, and there really wasn't much. Actually, today, Cyber Monday had a lot more than Black Friday did, I thought. That makes me feel better for not having really done any Black Friday perusing. Uh, yeah, so, if thank you. you. Don't, I usually tell people, unless you need something specifically, don't bother because you're either going to buy stuff you don't want or not buy anything at all. Uh, but now that I'm a homeowner, I've got to fill it with smart home shit. And so I think for the next month, I have enough smart home stuff that I picked up on Black Friday to fill all my picks. But I'm going to start with the simplest one, the least foolproof one. Uh, Dan's owned one a lot longer than I have, but I did check and he's never technically picked it on the show. So mm. uh, I am years later taking, I think he's had his at least for five years or more. Uh, but I'm going to jump in. I picked up one of these bad boys, the Nest Protect Smoke Alarm, uh, Smoke and CO2 Alarm. Uh, it's a smoke detector. It's a smart smoke detector from the fine folks at Nest. What I liked about it is it was very easy to set up. Although I do recommend if you buy one of these, it comes in two flavors, battery powered and hardwired. Check which one your house has first. Don't assume like I did and then have to go back to the store and exchange it for the other one. Uh, it's mm -hmm. a 50-50 shot, but you will pick the wrong one. <laughs> uh, I had to get the battery powered one because my house is not wired, which I think legally they're supposed to be, but whatever. Uh, batteries work just fine. Took two seconds to install, two seconds set up. It was the easiest thing in the world. Um, and it's just really easy because obviously you get you get the phone alerts. You get the alerts right on your phone when there's an issue. Um, it uh, If there's a small amount of smoke or the battery's running low, they don't annoyingly bother you. It's a little smart like that. Um, mm. And it tests itself regularly, which is really great. Um, I think a just in terms of I've been trying to do more safety... I, 
finally purchased a first aid kit for my house. Actually, I should pick that one of these weeks. I haven't used it yet, so I don't know if it's any good. But um, <laughs> but a smoke detector is a really obvious thing. Uh, they're actually on sale for Black Friday, still on sale today uh, through the end of November. Uh, if you're looking to pick one up, a really easy thing to install in any house. Uh, a smoke detector sign, it might be worth putting a little bit more in to get a really great product, would be my advice. Can't be too safe. Indeed. Safety first. Yeah. Check it out. The Nest Protect. I may have picked up a few other Nest goodies uh, that I will be picking in future weeks. Assuming nice. I don't burn my house down uh, when I play with wiring. Anyway, <laughs> Colby, um, what do you have here? Uh, so... I recently started noticing my ice cubes smelled bad. Mm. Uh, And I'm pretty sure it was like some combination of just like freezer smell and like dish detergent. I had like silicone ice cube trays. Oh, yeah. Those can. Yeah. Yeah. They like absorb smells. Um, So I got some of the wire cutters pick for ice cube trays. It's like the OXO good grips ones. And they're, like, pretty good. Uh, The coolest thing about them is you have to, like, either you don't have to, like, crack them at all, or you it's just the most minimal crack. And then they just, like, the ice cubes are shaped in such a way that you, like, push down on one end and it just pops out. Yeah. Uh, It's very cool. Um, I got them on Amazon. I'm looking right now. I bought the two-pack because that's what the wire cutter linked to. Um, but the one packs are oh, significantly less than half the price of the two packs. I don't know if that's like a Cyber Monday sale or something. I bet it's a supply demand thing where people by default buy the two packs. So Amazon jacks up the price. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel dumb. I probably paid like $8 more for my ice cube trays than I needed to. Um, but they're pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pleased. I didn't know that like... Ice cube trays could be better, but they can. Uh, the uh, the Oxo man, I'll, I'll buy anything they put their name on. They make such. Aw- I have so much of their stuff in my kitchen. Their stuff is awesome. Yeah, that is absolutely true. They do a great job. Yeah, the uh, Oxo Good Grips covered ice cube tray. Uh, I bought a, a pair of these for my mother for her house. She needs new ice cube trays, uh, and she loves them. She loves them. I don't really use ice in anything, but um, if you need ice, these are uh, these are really great. And yeah, you got to get. The silicone are great, but yeah, after a while, and then you got to get the cover on there. Yeah, this is good. This is a good ice cube tray. Check it out. I got, so I ended up, I got uh, new silicone trays for like the big cubes. Yeah. Like the, the two inch cubes, but I went, went back to like regular shaped ice cubes for normal sized. Everyday size. (laughs) Yes. Your everyday ice needs. Yeah. Your, your casual ice needs. Um, all right, that's it. I think so. We've done it. Sans Dan. We've survived Dan. Um, to share another week uh, of tech goodness here on the show. Thanks, folks, for joining us. Uh, we appreciate it. On always, on behalf of Colby, I'm Sean. Uh, thanks for being here. Of course, our website is don'tpanic.io. You can get all of it. This guy, he built it. Like, from scratch, it's kind of neat. Uh, it's got the video, the audio, the links to all the picks will be there. If you're going to buy those ice cube trays, use uh, the link on the website because we get Amazon referral. That five dollar ice cube tray is like three cents for us. So yeah, someday you know, we'll be able to cash out that referral money. It'll it'll it'll, it'll add up eventually, um, and you can get the 
it's all there at don'tpanic.io. You can also subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, now on Spotify, which is very exciting. We're, of course, uh, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, anywhere you get podcasts, we're there. Uh, video version on YouTube as well. And, of course, uh, joining us live Monday nights, as I mentioned, about 10, 15 Eastern on Facebook or Twitch. Uh, either site slash don't panic show. You can also email us don't panic show at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at don't panic show. Whew, there we go. Um, let's see what else is going on. You know what? Uh, we don't tease it every week, so I'm going to choose to tease it this week. Uh, this guy right here, uh, Dungeon Master Extraordinaire, crushing it over there on uh, our, our, our neighbor game nights, game nights.tv. We're playing Dungeons and Dragons, myself, Colby, Dan, and Matt, and we are having a hell of a time um, out there. Uh, I am trying to remember where we are in terms of the published episodes. So I don't te- I don't spoil anything that's to come. Um, but, uh, we're hanging out with, uh, we we're with pirates. We're with, with Eddie, the merman. We're, we're with dragon turtles. Um, it's, it's a high seas, high stakes adventure that we're just giving mm-hmm. away anywhere you get podcasts. Check it out. It's game nights. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Game nights.tv is the website. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be good. The next couple. Cause I did mm, the last few were like all off the cuff <laughs> from my end, uh, which I think it worked out. Okay. All things. Oh, it, was, but. I, it was honestly, it was very good. I think, I think it's funny because each of us have taken turns being dungeon master now. And what I like about it is that a, we all dungeon master in a different style, but also having the three other people, we all have different dynamics when we're kind of grouped differently. <laughs> so I think like myself, yeah. Dan and Matt, is a unique threesome totally that is totally different from the other ones, which I've really been enjoying. Indeed. We're, we're a lot looser, I would say, I think, because <laughs> I think you bring some like kind of sanity and clarity to the group. And with the three of us, it's like first dumb idea. Let's do it. It's true. It's true. We, we keep you on I your lo- toes. It is. It is fun being, uh, doing the DM thing is fun. Because you like certain people can you learn that certain people can be relied upon to react to things in certain ways, mm-hmm. uh, which 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 it can be fun when it like works out like the way you were hoping or it's never like exactly what you were imagining. But like uh, the like the gist of it, it's good. Good times. Yeah, it, it, the episodes are only getting better. So go out there, subscribe, get get in the adventure now before uh, before our our big conclusion in the uh, the next couple months. Um, that's it. Let's wrap it up here on behalf of Colby. I'm Sean. Thanks for joining us, folks. We'll be back next time with more tech news and more Dan on another Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.